Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. In this room of my friends, my family, thank you for our hearts. And, and Jesus, I thank you that you really care about our hearts. Some of you just need to let that settle inside of you just a minute. Jesus really cares about your heart. Thank you, that's true, Lord. And would you speak to our hearts? And this morning, God, where our hearts need to be encouraged, strengthened, refilled with joy, where they need to be healed, God, would you do that? But Lord, on the other hand, we give you permission where our hearts and minds need to be corrected, challenged, stretched. Would you do that as well? And we thank you that even, even in your discipline, it's good and full of love because you're just the perfect father. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I, I want to talk to you this morning about this idea and this theme that's quickly becoming one of my favorites as of late. And I, I just want to talk to you and you'll realize as we go w- along why I think this is important for you, especially for this season right now. I think it's real important. But I want to talk to you about your heart, right? No surprise. And I know some of you are like, of course you do, you sappy musician. <laughs> you know, you would talk about heart. <laughs> and that's true. But again, let me unpack a little bit and so hang with me for a little bit. And I just believe this is going to bless you. Oh, I, hey, I forgot to mention something. I just want to say that my father-in-law is here with us this morning. Steve. Yeah. It's awesome when he's able to be here. I, I still remember when I was 18 and I asked him if I could marry Megan. And he said yes, and I still can't figure out why. But that was a good day for me. But uh, l- let's, let's talk about the heart here. Um, let me back up, give you a little backstory. It was a while back now in the midst of my journey. And I, I remember day I was hanging with one of my friends, close friend of mine. And uh, while we were hanging out, he, he just said, hey, I got to leave in a little bit. I uh, just have to meet with a mentor of mine uh, here pretty soon. And so it was just a real casual conversation. And, uh, you know, I just in passing said, that's awesome. What are you guys meeting about? And and, and he said something to me, and he used this language that, honestly, I've been a pastor's kid my whole life, and, but I had never heard this language used in the church up until this point, honestly. I don't know if it was a bolder, hippie sort of thing, but I was like, man, growing up in Indiana and in my Midwest upbringing Christian culture, I never heard someone talk like this, a pastor, youth pastor, mentor. Never occurred to me. And so he, he just said, oh, we're not meeting about anything in particular. He's just like a father to me. And, and we just sit down very regularly. And he's somebody that I've given permission to, to care for my heart. And I went, yeah. And, you know, I tried to play it off. You know, I didn't want to, you know, just <laughs> be exposed there. And I was like, oh, yeah, good, bro. Good for you. I'm glad you're taking time to do that. And, but luckily, my, my friend of mine, he's, he's a real friend. You know, and he's the type of friend that will, will push and challenge and, and nudge me where, where I need it. Um, and it's, man, it's good to have friends like that in your life. Yeah. yeah. So he said to me, Jason, man, uh, how's your heart these days? How's your heart? 
And I, I gave him some quick stuff about projects I'm working on, schedule, things I'm doing, and that, that sort of thing. And he's like, that's awesome. It wasn't the question, you know. How's your heart? You know, is it healthy? Are you, are you living from your whole heart, you know? And, and he just encouraged me that day. He said, Jason, you need to pay attention to the, the stuff in your mind and, and even the motions throughout your day because they give voice to your heart. And he just said, Jason, Jesus really wants you to live with a whole heart. It's important. And I was like, yeah, cool. He said, but no, it's important. And that, he said that to me that day, and that whole thing just kind of haunted me, and I've been thinking about that. And, and in many ways, there were, mu- there were many, but that was one of the things that just was sort of a catalyst for me that, that sort of led me back to a place of health. And do you know that Jesus really cares about your heart? And here's what I want you to understand. There's a, there's a big lie in the church today, uh, and, it, and it's just essentially this. A lot of times, especially in the West, we ignore the heart and discard the heart because we still think it's evil, right? And so from time to time, we're, you know, we'll have these thoughts or temptations or leanings towards sin, and we're like, oh, there I go again, me and my evil heart. Do you know that's not true? But the word says the heart is evil above all things. Yes, before you were in Christ. Right? So now you actually have the mind of Christ. You've been renewed. You are a new creation. Right? And, and so that's, that's where you are now. And so now maybe when you hear those voices and those leanings towards temptation, maybe your heart's not evil and corrupt. Maybe that is something else or rather someone else. And so that's the thing. Some of us just like we ignore the heart because we think it's bad. Your heart's good. God really cares about your heart. He loves your heart. And um, uh, I realized that day when I walked away that I had lived for a long time just really and I had neglected my heart. And in many ways, I felt like it was lost at that point in time. Do you, do you know that the idea, the theme of the heart, the issue of the heart, did, here, I didn't know this. Do you know that your heart is talked about in Scripture more than anything else? Do you know that? I didn't. I didn't know that. Honestly, more than, more than works of service, more than belief or obedience, more than money, more than, more than worship, your heart is talked about more than anything in the Scripture. Crazy, Right? I wonder if there's something God knows that maybe we've forgotten. <laughs> Let me just throw a couple of scriptures at you, and you can jot these down, study them later. Deuteronomy 6.5. Uh, you don't have to go to these. I'm going to give you several real quick. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. For Samuel 16.7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Matthew 15, 8. These people honor me with their lips. It looks good. It sounds right. It's packaged right, but their hearts are far from me. What a sobering, sobering statement that is. 
Second Chronicles 16.9, for the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth. God is looking throughout the earth. He's watching, he's waiting, he's looking. His gaze is upon the earth. He's looking for his sons and his daughters to strengthen them. To strengthen who? Those whose hearts are fully committed to, to him. And so that's just fantastic. We have a father who looks and he watches and he's gazes upon you and when he finds a heart that's fully committed to him he goes awesome I want to strengthen that one strengthen what those whose hearts are fully committed to him you realize how important your heart is to the Lord and then notice how especially in the West and the American church how much we ignore our heart and we're paying a heavy price for it Paul says it this way in Ephesians 3.16, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. How? Through his spirit. Where? In your inner being. That's, That's your heart. So what? Why? So Christ may dwell in your heart. Now that is nuts. That the God of the universe actually wants to make his home where? In your heart. Is that exciting to anybody? Yes. Yeah, that's cool. God of the universe just wants to dwell in me. I mean, that's good news, people. Like, so that he may dwell in your hearts. But here's where this gets really messy because we, we talk about the heart. Here, let's look at the scriptures. The scripture teaches us many things about the heart. And this will be just opinion free for a moment. It'll be right out of the word. According to the word of God, your heart can be cheerful. It can be glad. According to the scriptures, your heart can be merry. It can be joyful. It can be rejoicing. According to, to the word, your heart can be strong. It can be whole. Your heart can be at rest. Your heart has the potential to actually be the dwelling place of God Almighty. Oh my gosh. Your heart's a cool thing. And it's not wicked. Because God wouldn't want to live there if it was. Ding! There's a light bulb for some that just went... Wow. Okay. But on the other hand, the word also says this about your heart. Uh, your heart has the potential to be troubled. And your heart, according to the word, it can be wounded. Your heart can be pierced. His word says your heart can be grieved. And your heart can be broken. The scriptures say that your heart can be sick. And your heart can be crushed. Here's a scary one. The word says that your heart can be deceived. That's, that's really scary. Um, the word also says that the enemy of your soul has the potential. If you give it to him and allow him, he can actually steal your heart. The good news is, is you can get it back. Right? And in fact, a hard heart... This one's fascinating to me. A hard heart is actually what creates stupid in people. (laughs) I know. Isn't that nuts? But it's true. Like, it's a hard heart that actually creates stupid in people. 
what are you talking about? I'll show you. I'll show you what I mean. Go to, oh, don't go there. I'll just read it for you and write it down. Ephesians 4.18. Look what Paul says about this. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of what? The ignorance that is in them due to what? The hardening of their hearts. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on a minute. They're darkening their understanding. They're separated from the life of God because the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. So it's just a very simple thing, but it's real fascinating. Real ignorance, real true ignorance isn't the result of your lack of education, but rather the result of a hard heart. And a hard heart can create stupid. Have you ever met somebody? I've been that somebody at times, so just guilty as charged. But have you ever met somebody, they're actually intellectually brilliant. I mean, they're smart. They're full of knowledge. And then you walk away from conversation with them, and you're like, man, you are dumb. What happened there? It's a hard heart. And so it's possible... In fact, it happens all the time. You, there can actually be a thing, a situation, a job, or whatever the case may be, and you can be in a place in your heart where you are dead certain that you are 100% right about whatever it is, and you could be totally wrong. How, do you, how would we know if I'm in danger of that, of a hard heart? So even, even here this morning, this... This is a word of warning, and I please know and receive this with the heart that I intended, just total love and grace and goodness from the Lord. But I think there's somebody here this morning that needs to hear this word, and it's just a word of correction from the Lord, that you're in danger right now in this season of your life of some major deception. It may have to do with a friend, a relationship, a job. It may even have to do with this church. Hear me. And you might be on the brink of some deception that will take you farther than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. And it could be due to a hard heart. Has the potential to deceive us. But on the other hand, on the other hand, a soft heart, a pliable heart, an obedient heart. You know, the soil of a tender heart of obedience and service to the Lord, it actually puts you in a position in the spirit and it enables you to receive real truth. A soft heart. It's a big, big deal to pay attention to your heart, to allow the Lord to speak to, minister to, heal, mend, correct your heart. So that why? So that it can be whole, healed, and soft. I'm in a place these days as I'm learning about this and I'm paying attention to my heart that I start to get really concerned if several days go by and something doesn't grab me, move me, bring me to tears. I mean, it's just that way. And I wasn't always that way, 
But, but now I'm becoming on the other side of a long season where I've been coming more and more as the weeks and months go by into a, more of a place of health. I'm finding my heart is softer than I ever thought it could be. And sometimes I don't like it. But it's just, like, for instance, I'm, when I was a kid, my dad bought me the Chronicles of Narnia series. And, but I haven't read them since I was like nine or, you know, something like that. So I'm reading the whole series again. And it's just so fun. And it just... It's just fun. My heart loves it, right? And so just the other night, I'm laying in the bed, and Megan's there reading it all, and I read something about cute little Lucy, and Aslan's talking to her, right? And I start to cry. And Megan turns, and she looks over at me, and she's like, are you serious? <laughs> she, she starts laughing at me. <laughs> and sometimes, sometimes I think she's more of a man than I am. And oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And it's true. (laughs) But there's also something to that that you need to pay attention to. Man, for us in Colorado, like, like for me in the morning when I drive west on Highway 52 and I'm heading over that hill and I, man, you can see everything and I look up in the snow-capped mountains. If that doesn't grab you, if that does nothing for you, you need to pay attention to that. If there's a, a movie, a, a song, a, something that never, never grabs a hold of your heart, you may be in danger of a hard heart and on the brink of some major deception. Right? And uh, so it's just fun these days to live with a, with a soft heart. Look, one of the major themes of life, it's not the theme, it's not the story, but in relation to your heart and specifically the enemy's intentions towards your heart is, is just his continual and brutal assault on your heart. Why? Because he knows who you are. He knows what you can be. He has seen what sons and daughters on the earth look like and what they can do and who they are, and it freaks him smooth out, and he's scared of you. (laughs) So the enemy has seen what has happened when God Almighty dwells in the heart of a person that is healed and whole and put back together. And so his intention is to day after day tug on, pull on, and assault your heart to steal it from you. Jesus said it this way in John 10, verse 9. Uh, And then on, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Thank you, Jesus, for that. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief, everyone say thief. thief. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. That you know, that's the only reason he comes. Like there's no truth in him. He only comes to to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life. Thank you, God. And have it what? To the full. And now. Like that's available to you. And I'm so glad for salvation. I'm so glad for salvation. But do you know it's not the end of the story for you here and now. What's available to you now, today, is an abundant life where you just are so stoked about being alive. Some of you like that. (laughs) 
I've come that you may have life and have it to the full. In other words, I've come to give you your heart back so that you can be fully alive in me. And in question, if, if Jesus said that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, then why is it in the West, and again, in particular the American church, why do we never believe that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy? I mean, good grief. We act like he doesn't even exist. We'll get to that. I mean, seriously, come on. It's, it's everything we try to do these days, whether the annual family vacation, you know, uh, planning a wedding or, you know, deepening a relationship with a friend or spouse or whatever. It's, it seems like every time we chase after those things, it's, it's like we're opposed. It's almost as if there's something or someone set against us. Imagine that. Like, maybe it's not a person. Maybe it's not your boss, and maybe it's not your spouse, and maybe it's not that church, those guys. Maybe there is something or someone that's actually trying to steal from you. And we just need to be wise to this these days, you guys. Look, I I want you to understand me. I am not somebody that ever wants to give the enemy a, a whole lot of credit and attention. I just don't think we should do that. It's just not healthy. Our focus, our time, our attention needs to be in Jesus. Like when they train people to combat uh, counterfeiters, what do they do? They spend all their time with the real dollar bills. And then you just soak that in and focus there. Then when you see a fake, it's obvious, right? So we don't want to focus on the enemy. We don't want to look for demons under every rock, right? You know, every time the toaster uh, burns my bread, it doesn't mean there's a spiritual assignment of Satan against me. It's like... (laughs) Just need a new Kenmore, right? Let's just... So, we, right, we need to be okay with this. And the other part is Jesus should always be the focus of our life. And he should have all of our attention and all of our focus. But, but on the other hand, um, to ignore him altogether just isn't smart. Right? And ignorance is really unfortunate, but denial is just stupid. So, um, and, and look, I, I don't think I really need to make a case for this, especially if you've lived in Colorado for the last year. I mean, good grief, the, the fires, the shootings, the kidnappings. The, I mean, we could just go on and on for a while. Do, do I really need to make a case that we have an enemy that's opposing us and trying to steal from us everything God wants to give us and harden our hearts? And then what usually happens on the other side of some sort of uh, attack, then we usually go to a place of, of either I failed or God let me down. And then the result is a loss of heart. And then the enemy goes, I won. And I would suggest to you that you didn't fail and God hasn't let you down. And take heart, because Jesus said in John 16, I have told you these things, so that in me you may have what? Peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. Don't give your heart away. Don't let it go. Don't let him assault it. 
Don't agree with him. Everything he says is a lie. Take heart. I've overcome the world. And so that person, that thing, whatever's come against you, it's not them. It's not them. Luke mentioned this last week. You know, when be perceptive and pay attention to the emotions and thoughts and feelings that you have towards a person. Because here's what the enemy loves to do. He wants you to think and act towards him in a way that reinforces the way he's trying to steal and kill from them. Kill them. Does that make sense? So you, you have a friend or a person and your emotions and your heart and your leanings are, man, I just really want to reject them. Could it be that, that is the very thing that the enemy's tried to do to them their whole life? And he just wants you to reinforce it. Don't fall for it. In fact, turn it on its head and go, you know what? I'm just going to love them to death. Watch this. They will not get away from the Father's love. I will hunt you down and love you in Jesus' name. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right everyone okay yeah. and uh look maybe this morning you, you might be someone in the room and you're actually really really good at this and you care for your heart really well and i know some of you in this room are i mean there's people mothers fathers here in this place that have cared for and loved and ministered to my heart in deep and profound ways thank you thank you but I know there's still others here that um, you just didn't even know your heart was good. Still convinced it was evil. Didn't know God cared for your heart. Didn't know you had permission to, to even care for your heart. Look, caring for your heart isn't selfish. It's the way that you actually begin to love. Love yourself, love God, love those around you. Caring for your heart isn't selfish. It's actually the way that you begin to love. And you may be here this morning and you might be like me. You know, some time ago, you've kept a good smile for a while, but you realize your heart's wounded, broken, stolen. You, you gave some of it away. And uh, I just got good news that like Jesus wants to give you your heart back. I was talking with some friends, uh, my wife and another friend of ours. We were talking last weekend. We, we said, you know, it's one thing to be mature. It's another thing to be whole. Right? Ezekiel said it this way. This way I love the prophet Ezekiel 36, verse 24. For I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your, old, your own land. That's just a picture of back to your heart. I will sprinkle you clean with, I will sprinkle clean water on you. That's a picture. You know, his blood forgives us and his, his word cleans us. You know, it's a washing of the word there. I will sprinkle you clean with water, sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. Thank you, Jesus. I will give you a what? A new heart. And put a new spirit in you. That's awesome. I will remove from you your heart of stone. 
and give you a heart of flesh. I I need you to hear me today. And here's why. Not only has this been just a crazy year in Colorado, right? Wherever you find yourself today, I think you would all agree that there has been this tug towards a loss of heart. But, but more than that, we're coming into what will be the busiest season of the year for you personally, in your families, in your jobs, and even here in the church. This will be the busiest season of the year. And here's what happens in our culture, and here's a lie from hell. Yes, I said hell. A lie from hell that we believe, and it's, it's essentially this. The busier you get, the heart should be the first thing to go. And it should actually be the opposite. John Wesley said this, I have so much to do throughout my day that I would never approach it without spending several hours in prayer before. What? Meaning this, there's so many demands on my time. There's so many demands on, on, on my heart and on my mind. And so I would not dare approach those things without making sure that my daddy has a moment to minister to my heart so that when I approach my day, I'm doing so from a whole and healed heart. Don't fall into the trap and don't fall into the lie this fall as you go through the holiday seasons. Your heart matters. Make sure that if you do nothing else and accomplish nothing else, that you will spend time, cultivate, yes, even disciplines to be with the Father so that you're living throughout your day with the whole heart. And with what time you have left, left you, you, you'll be amazed at what He does with, with what little bit of time you have left. If you commit to allow Him to speak and minister to your heart every day, whatever's hard gets removed whatever's broken gets healed whatever's wounded gets restored yeah I've learned this when when I've carved out and made time to do this every day here's what I've learned go figure it's actually tons of fun and really sweet and beautiful with the Lord it's tons of fun to allow the Lord to care for my heart. But on the other hand, having fun just for fun's sake itself doesn't always bring life to my heart. We, we get that, don't we? Man, I'm stressed out and busy. I just need to go have fun. I just, yeah, I just need to... You, you may actually rob from your heart what little bit of life you have left. You may just allow it to be sucked right out. Be cautious about what ministers and speaks to and gets attention and time with your heart. Yeah? It's not selfish. It's how you begin to love. Hmm. I just have a hunch. If we really knew how much Jesus cared about our hearts, then maybe we'd give each other permission to do the same. So here's my challenge. And this is why I'm sharing this today. 
before we jump into the crazy holiday season, can I challenge you and give you permission to care for your heart and care for the hearts of those that you love? Above what? Above all else. For everything you do flows from it. But I got to get this done. And this is when, no, 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 no. Above all else. Guard your heart. Yeah? (laughs) All right, let's pray. I just want you to sit before the Lord and ask him to speak to you. And and actually, I'm not going to pray for you. I'm going to ask Ed to come. Ed really carries just a real anointing for 